Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. The Bear. Season 1 is a new show on FX slash Hulu. Uh, I watched it on Hulu. All eight episodes are available. Each episode, 30 minutes long, which I absolutely love. A 30-minute runtime on a TV show. Uh, whether it's a comedy or whether it's something like this, which feels like a cross between uncut gems, but set in a Chicago sandwich shop, right? If you've ever worked in a kitchen, a restaurant, fast food, uh, pizza, doesn't matter. If you've ever worked in a kitchen that's serving people, you will relate in so many ways. This show will remind you of those days. Maybe if you're still working in that industry, it might be a little bit too much. But if you've ever worked in those things and you want to be transported back to the feeling of like insanity that it is working in a kitchen, this is the show for you. I absolutely love this show. I thought it was well-written. I love all the characters. Super authentic. In my experience, I worked in a pizza kitchen for three years uh, as a supervisor, as just a regular employee, and this brought me back 100% to not only what it's like to work in the high-pressure situation, right, during a lunch rush, during a, a dinner rush, doing all the prep work, getting everything cleaned properly, but also forming the bonds and the friendships that you form while working in that high-pressure situation. And so much of this is the different characters and how they're all kind of going through their different struggles while working in this sandwich shop. But mainly, it is about the main character, Carmen, Carmi, who is a master chef, had worked at the best restaurant in the world, the top of his game, the Michael Jordan of food making, right? Has a brother who dies. Michael Berzado passes away, commits suicide. And Carmi inherits this sandwich shop called The Beef. It's a well-known sandwich shop in Chicago, at least in the, the, move, the universe of this movie. You know, an old-school sh sandwich shop that's going through... It's also showing the existence of running a business like that in a time where there's a lot of gentrification going on. I could say words as slow as I want. Don't worry about it. A lot of gentrification going on. A lot of changes going on in a lot of different parts of a lot of different cities. So on the outside of all the drama that's going on, you have that. You have the changing of the neighborhood. But you also have all of these characters who are all affected and traumatized in some way by the passing of the guy who owned this restaurant, by Michael. The name of the show, The Bear, not until the final episode does it really solidify as making sense. Probably not on, its, on the surface a great title for a show about working in a restaurant about the high-pressure drama that goes on in a kitchen. But I think the name Bear 
the metaphor for a bear. I mean, the show starts off with Carmi having a dream where he's on a bridge letting a bear out of a cage, right? Which is letting the bear out of the cage. Very dangerous situation. They're very unwieldy, very unpredictable, hard to control, impossible to control in some situations. Dangerous. They can cause a lot of damage if they do get out of control. Very protective of their family, right? So metaphorically, in a lot of ways, this movie is that that feeling that restaurant is that bear out of a cage carmy carmy coming from the the pinnacle of chefdom working at the elite of the elite level coming to this like hole in the wall sandwich shop to try and fix to try and make it profitable to try and make it successful despite the fact that not only is everybody working at this sandwich shop dealing with the trauma of michael killing himself but also dealing with the fact that this shop is in massive amounts of debt it's falling apart it's in tons of debt it is in many ways an unwieldy bear right it's very hard to control the direction in which this restaurant is going in and this guy is trying to figure out trying to make that work while also learning how to make that work because you see little glimpses of what life was like when he was working at this other restaurant, which in, in a lot of ways seems like absolute hell, right? Just like the precision involved in high-end cuisine versus the chaos that exists in a hole-in-the-wall sandwich shop is so different. There's so much different. I mean, it is in many ways the difference between having a bear in a cage where all that rage is contained and then letting that out so in a lot of ways his character is learning how to be a leader how to kind of lift everything up he's got so many things on his shoulders while also trying to cope with and deal with the loss of his brother who they have a contentious they had a contentious relationship right his brother never let him work at the sandwich shop and that's what set Carmi off on his path to becoming the best of the best as a kind of proving his brother wrong, showing his brother that he made the wrong decisions, not letting him in, putting himself through hell in order to make this point to his brother. And in the end, no letter, no note, just, uh, hey, here's, here's this restaurant that's in massive debt and failing. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Now you can wear The Many Faces, original art by Ray Taylor. Select pieces from the ongoing series of abstract ink paintings. All products made with high quality materials, made right here in the USA. Go to inspireddisorder.com slash tmfmerch to browse the entire collection and save yourself an extra 10% when you check out by using coupon code RTS. TMF. So once again, go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF merch and save 10% when you use coupon code RTSTMF. And now back to our show. Great show. It like so much of this show, not only just adjusting to change, because when Carmi comes into this restaurant, he's trying to implement all of the things that he's learned through his experience of becoming the elite of the elite, 
trying to provide structure to everything, trying to hold everybody in that place to a higher standard, calling everybody chef, like really trying to make this hole-in-the-wall place function as if it's a high-end establishment. Meanwhile, it's, it's a kitchen nightmare. He's also dealing with people, self-sabotaging people, not wanting to change, people not liking the difference, you know, the new leadership. People also self-sabotaging maybe because they don't have the greatest opinion of themselves. They don't really take ownership of the work that they're doing. In a place where everything goes bad always. Like, even when things seem to be back on the rails, everything can fall apart and you're basically starting from brand new. Just starting from scratch all over again. But mistakes happen in a restaurant. And a lot of this show, when the mistakes happen, is how these characters deal with it. How they roll with the punches. Because everything's al there's always things going wrong. Nothing always goes smoothly. It is always a fight. Like you're wrestling a bear. And it's great seeing these different characters in their own ways rise to the occasion. You see these different characters grow. You see these different characters get inspired and get motivated. Which like touches my soul to see what it's like to see other people find inspiration, to see other people find a path and, just, and, and like find joy in the work they do, find pride in the work they do, touches me. Especially told through a story that I can relate to, that I've experienced in my own life working in a kitchen. So to see these different types of characters kind of find that find that new find like s something worthwhile in like a mess just like complete hell in a lot of ways just this thing that would be so much easier to just let it die than fix in some ways th this restaurant is like america <laughs> right it, it would it's it, it, so much, there's so much desire to just let it all burn down. Just let it all burn down. Versus trying to figure out a way to make it work and fix this massive problems that, that, that's going on. It's like these unsurmountable tasks. These, these countless things that need to change. Not only need to change, but like having to go back into the past and to make sense of it. Like there's one of the storylines is Carmi trying to figure out the books of this restaurant. Trying to figure out the chaos that was Michael, Michael's bookkeeping. Trying to find out what this KBL thing is that all of this money was going to. So it's not only that dealing with the, the problems and the issues of the present moment, but also trying to make sense of the past, of how they got there. The history of this place. Which you get to see the history of this family. You get to see the relationship that 
Carmi had or didn't have, the lack of relationship he had with his brother. You get to see how the cousin, Richie, who's more of a friend, not actually blood-related, but cousin, how he fits in, despite being just, like, so unlikable, so flawed. And yet there's these moments where you, like, he's, like, he has redemption. He has, like, you know, you you see why he's flawed. And when you see why he's flawed, you, you gain some, like, love for him, despite the fact that he's, like, constantly horrible, you know? You have characters like Sydney, who's this, like, all-star up-and-coming chef. She She done her own thing she's failed at she's like had successes and fails despite being young trying to create a a successful catering business that just grew too fast putting herself through uh cooking school uh educating herself going out to new york and eating at all the best places and when she found the best meal she's ever eaten that was the inspiration for her going to the beef to work for carmi you see people like Marcus, who just made bread. Just made the bread for the sandwiches. But you see this guy get super inspired by, by not only Carmi coming in and starting to change things, just showing him little things to improve the work that he's doing, but also finding inspiration in just baking itself and how deep that like knowledge base can go and the complexity of what can be done and despite that hyper focus on try on being inspired and trying to do new things how that sometimes gets in the way you see characters like tina who doesn't care. She's like, let it all burn. She's self-sabotaging. She's she just like, you see her find inspiration. She find her purpose. She finally sees that her skills are getting better and that, that it's, it's like she sees the change. And that gives her purpose. That gives her inspiration. There's even a character, I think he's the only actual chef that is part of the cast, Neil, played by Maddie Matheson. Don't know much about him as a chef. I've seen him on some podcasts, so that's why I know he's a chef. You, he kind of looks like uh, a chef if you are familiar with all the, the punk rock chefs that are out there, the celebrity chefs. Like He looks like a punk rock homeless guy, tattoos all over him. But super amazing. Like He's so lovable. He plays like the handyman. He's always fixing these video, these arcade games that they have. In the dining area, fixing the soda machines, fixing the bread makers. He's like constantly there because everything's constantly falling apart. He's like part of the family, but not part of the family, right? Because he's not he's not hired there. He wants to be hired there, but he's not. But he's, he's so much like he is like the center of like just positivity and love. I love that character. You even have like the extended family. That's not working at the restaurant. You have the sister of Carmi, uh, Sugar, and her husband, who the husband is like the super fan of Carmi, like 
knows all of the things, talks him up to everybody, but deep down just wants to be part of the family too, wants to be included in the family. So much heart in that character. I love this show, man. Like, from the the themes of what it's like to work in a place where even when everything is on point, things can go wrong. You can add one thing to the mix and everything explodes. Knowing what it's like to, in m- moments of chaos, when ca- being calm and following procedure could help put you through that moment but generally what happens when things go crazy is that people go crazy like there's a scene there's a moment obviously spoilers talked about some characters and stuff but there's a moment where they've been kind of leading up to wanting to add to go orders and there's an episode where they finally do it and of course it it goes haywire They, they get billions of orders they're not prepared for. And working, I worked at a pizza kitchen at Costco. And once a year, I think maybe twice a year now, they put out coupons for the pizzas. Generally cheap pizzas anyway, but it's a coupon for like two bucks off. So it's insanely busy. Like it is the one day or I think one week where... It is slammed. Like, it is the one week where we get people from all the other departments in the warehouse to try and help out. And it's just absolutely insane, especially, like, on the weekends. And there was one year I was working this pizza week on a weekend, and the manager we had at the time couldn't handle the pressure. Right? We're getting phone calls. The, the patio is just full of people. Huge-ass line. We got tickets everywhere you could put tickets. Insanity, right? It's a situation where the people making the pizza, the, peop- the person cutting the pizza, and then the people taking orders all need to be on the same page. And it's so easy for that system to break down. It's so easy for confusion because you're not only making pizzas for to-go orders, but you're also making pizzas that are sold by the slice to people. And it got crazy. And the manager we had couldn't handle it. And her decision in that moment was to take the stack of receipts of orders that we needed to process. And she threw them away. At which point, like, everybody's like, fuck this like it was insane people are angry waiting for their pizzas there's long lines the wait time is like over an hour and she throws away all of the orders and she's just her idea is to just ask the people who are waiting what their pizza is and to have them it it was the dumbest thing it was by far the worst experience by far the worst experience i don't remember I probably blocked it out. I don't know how we all survived. I don't know how we all got through it. I've been in charge in those in those days, in those moments, and it's just you have to you have to just breathe and keep moving. You can't you can't get frustrated. You can't have those moments overwhelm you. 
you can't allow that bear to get out of control. And when they add to-go orders, it took me back. It took me back because Carmi could not handle it. A lot of yelling in this show. A lot of yelling. Usually it's yelling from Ricky. Definitely some yelling uh, from Carmi now and then. And that, that episode really showed that, you know, he's not, he's not infallible. He, he, he's susceptible to falling from pressure, to crumbling to not being able to handle it. Join Inspired Disorder Plus today. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts and deals. You get access to the Ray Taylor Show completely ad-free, as well as bonus episodes. You get access to the complete live painting archive. You also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder, hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog, as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions. So if you want to start a podcast, you're into art, ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspired Disorder Plus. So sign up today, become a member, head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. And I love it. The way the show ends, where kind of, I don't understand necessarily, we're in spoilers. This whole KBL thing gets discovered, right? And it has something to do, I'll kind of be vague, even though I'm spoiling it, has something to do with the tomato sauce. Now it's like, was that, money that was being laundered because it was money that was supposed to be paid back to somebody that I assume Oliver Platt's character is like mafia kind of guy. Right. And instead of that money being paid back, it was somehow put into these cans, but they had to have been put in those cans at the cannery. So it's like, was he laundering that money? I, like, I don't know. I, th- I have a feeling season two is going to explain the fact that they are, it seems like they are going to be starting from scratch in season two. It's going to be a completely renovated place. They're renaming it The Bear. Just how that money got in there, I don't understand the logistics of that. I don't understand. It was like, okay, well, they have the money, so now they're out of debt from that guy, but it doesn't seem like they're going to be paying that debt off. It seems like they're going to use that money to remodel, start from scratch, go hard with the new new building. Who knows? I don't know. I absolutely love the show. I absolutely love all these characters that are in this show. Um... Great acting, great writing. Even Tina. Tina, like Tina, I, I worked with Tina. I've worked with many Tinas that want to self sabotage, that have been stuck in the rut and are finally given, like, finally see when they get some, like, inspiration, when they get some, like, 
they some purpose in the work that they do and they like they take ownership of it i like that the arc of tina i absolutely love marcus like trying to make the perfect donut absolutely love that the just amount of inspiration from a guy who came from fast food to now like creating his own recipes for desserts absolutely amazing i love sydney's arc as somebody who was inspired by carmy and then it's like never meet your heroes you know seeing how maybe it was a bad idea to work for him the how horrible it is which working in a kitchen is ne- it's always going to be like this like you can't there's never like an a, a coast you're never co- i mean there's probably there's days where it's slow you're coasting everything's running but there's always going to be moments there's always going to be days where absolute chaos breaks out where it's like it feels like a never-ending assault on your existence and it's just about surviving it <laughs> and it, it's destructive but in that war in that battle you form alliances with the people that are on the line with you the people that are going through that fire with you the people in the kitchen with you right it's you versus all the hungry people and there is no angrier person than somebody who is hungry and waiting for their food they are angry They provide the worst Karens. I'm surprised there were no Karens. There were bullets. There were no Karens. I wouldn't be surprised if the next season had some Karens. I want to talk to your manager, especially since they're remodeling. It's going to be like a, a nicer place. Is going to be it, it like I. It's going to be a place where people coming in are going to be of a different type of a audience a different type of uh, a demographic demographic than they're used to getting in that place and there are going to be some karens i guarantee there's going to be karens there can't the authenticity of this show cannot not have karens in the next season it can't they exist they are everywhere if you've ever worked in any kind of customer service not even just kitchen customer service at all and I'm not even being gender specific, specific when I'm saying Karens. There are male Karens as well. Just these entitled assholes that just, in order to get their way, will say and do anything to treat people like shit. There will be Karens in the next season. If this show holds true and stays authentic to the reality of working in food service. Anyway, I highly recommend checking out The Bear Season one, all eight episodes, 30-minute episodes, super quick binge, such a great show, fast, high-paced, great characters, funny moments, a lot of yelling, it ends on a high, it ends, there's hopeful moments, there, I got choked up, I got inspired, I got some PTSD kind of triggering, I love it, check it out, The Bear. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. 
and follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.